the Country 104.9 Mornings with Matt and Fatty podcast. This weekend is the time change. Radio jocks love talking about this, but it's not quite the same as it used to be. No, it used to be like, yo, yo, you better change those clocks and do it the night before, before you go to bed. And it was such a big deal because you didn't want people showing up early or late to work. And back in the day, it was so complicated. I think we're living in the golden age of time changes right now, where the appliances change their clocks themselves. I got a smart alarm clock. It just uh, it's it, connected to the internet, so it does everything on its own. Your phone. Remember back in the day, there was always some like back door to get to the change in the clock. Like press one and three at the same time while holding five. And then for, go for a walk around the block three times, not four, three times, and then come back. And if it takes longer than 15 minutes, you have to start over again. And then use the letters as numbers. It was just so complicated. Oh, we sound so old. And it was to the point where you just didn't even bother. Call grandma and grandpa this weekend. They need help with the stove. Yeah, and be thankful you are in the golden age of time changes. Every one of us has that story of a costume that we thought would be cool, and then it ends up being just a disaster. (laughs) You always say here at the station... The worst jokes are the ones you have to explain. I I do say that. (laughs) When I say a bad joke and have to explain it to you, well, I think it goes the same for Halloween costumes. The ones where you have to explain what you are every time, like the sugar daddy costume where you have a bag of sugar in a stroller, you know, things like that. You see people do it every year. What? I've never seen that costume. I'm a sugar daddy. Get it? I got a bag of sugar in a stroller. Sugar daddy. Ha ha ha. What do you mean so, you're kicking me out of this party? So I thought I was being all clever when I went out as zombie cash. A play on Johnny Cash. Yeah. So I had like the black clothes, tried to look like Johnny Cash, but with zombie makeup on. Except you bought cheap, white, oily makeup from the dollar store. Oh, and it was such a disaster. My face, I don't think, has healed yet. You never cheap out on the Halloween costumes, kids. get the good white makeup. Dollar store makeup is, I don't know what it is, actually. It felt terrible on my face. Asbestos. There's asbestos in it. I I think it was lead, maybe. So on top of the itchy face Matt had all day dressed up as zombie cash, you had to explain this to people. Yeah, everywhere I went, they're like, oh, you're the Joker. Do you remember this? And I kept having, no, I'm zombie cash. We're from the country station. Who's that? Zombie cash? I don't get it. We don't know who that is. Zombie doesn't even sound like Johnny. Well, kind of. Leave our business. It's sort of a rhyme. Well, yours wasn't much better. You went as Forrest Trump. (laughs) You went as Forrest Gump with a mega hat on. (laughs) So both of us all day had to explain our costumes, and we were exhausted explaining them to the point where by the end of it, I just said, I'm the Joker. So my advice, be comfortable. Don't use dollar store makeup and just do something simple that you don't have to explain. Be a goblin this year. New word for 2020, airgasm. It's that intense pleasure of leaving a public place and taking off that mask. Isn't that just it, though? (laughs) Isn't it amazing? Feel like you've been in a 12-hour surgery. You peel off that mask like you're in Grey's Anatomy. like, (gasps) And you're like... I just fill my lungs right up and it just feels so good. But does it feel as good as, say, having a shower after a week of camping? Oh, that's a nice one. Feels so good. Taking off your skates after a hockey game or your skis. Removing your socks and shoes after a day on your feet. I always hear waiters and waitresses saying how good that feels. 
when you're out in the bush doing a hike and then you have to pee really bad, you've been holding it for like two hours. Yeah. And then you finally get back home. Oh, that feels good. Taking off your bra, I can only imagine what that would feel like. It's got to feel pretty good, right? That must feel nice. Tom Petty's Free Fallen plays in the back. Yes. Norwegian researchers say they've determined the age when you're no longer driven and motivated. Once you hit 54, you have less of a drive to achieve. 54 is the magic number. Yeah, it's basically where passion and grit just stop working together. Like your passion to do things might still be there, but at the end of the day, unless you're really interested in it, you're not going to actually have the grit and courage to get up and do it. So you want to do something, but Family Feud is on. And I've noticed this the older I get. I don't know if maybe you're just a little bit tireder. It's like, yeah, I want to get off the couch and go for a run, but Family Feud. Wheel of Fortune's on, (laughs) and it's followed by Jeopardy. As soon as you hit 54, I just don't feel like blowing out the candles. I just don't have any motivation. But I see all these 54-plus people at the gym playing pickleball. That's a new thing. They got up off the couch and learned a new skill, pickleball. Yeah, it's inspiring, isn't it? It is. It makes you want to be like that, except Family Family Feud. Feud. So, adult coloring books. Remember they were all the rage? Finally, you could get all the calming benefits of coloring without being judged. People saying, ha, that's for kids. You're a child. There's a lot of kid-like things that we still want to do as adults, like Play-Doh, for example. There's an exclusive line now for adults. Six intriguing, relatable smells. Overpriced latte. Mom jeans, that clean denim smell. A grill king for dad, I guess. Smoked meats. Dad sneakers. Hey, my mom grills. I know. I take offense. These are sexist. Dad sneakers, spa day. I want to go to the spa too. These are sexist, Play-Doh. Why are they making adult sense? I don't want to smell adult stuff. I want to smell kid stuff. Yeah, I want to be brought back to that feeling of being a kid. Crayons, magic markers, Play-Doh is a hell of a smell. But why do we feel like... We need to validate ourselves by making an adult version. Like, I visited the Godrich Beach a lot yeah. this summer, and the playground looks like so much fun. Well, that's another thing I've been judged for. When my kids were young, I was a young father, and I still wanted to play on the playground. And I would go play with them on the playground all the time. And the other adults would stand back, arms crossed, just judging. We would play King of the Castle. I'd push them off the playground. (laughs) They would push me off. I I think you're admitting to a crime, Matthew. There was a couple broken limbs. I mean, I don't know why they were judging me for being on the playground. You know what I want more than anything? I want to play dodgeball with a bunch of kids because I know I could destroy them. I know. If there's any elementary schools in Huron County that want to challenge Fatty to a dodgeball fight, here on Centennial, Goddard Public School, yes, Maitland River Elementary. I want to play dodgeball with you kids. I will destroy. Well, finally, <laughs> we have an advantage. This will be even better now as an adult. Let me be clear. I don't want to play against other adults. They'll probably beat me. I want, <laughs> I want, I want the advantage here. But dodgeball was just so much fun. Let's do this. Matt and Fatty take on uh, a local school team. This would be so much fun. We've got to do this. Oh, we're going to get so much bad press. 
Town of Seaforth unveiling a promotional music video. Looking out my back door, we figured Huron County, home to a lot of beautiful towns that deserve their own songs. Yeah, there's nothing stopping you from making a video like Clinton, Kenny Rogers, The Gambler. That's your song, <laughs> right? <laughs> Gateway Casinos, proud sponsor. <laughs> Willie Nelson's On the Road Again describes that 45-minute drive down Main Street in Exeter. Right. Wingham loves their KFC. Zach Brown bands chicken fried. Hello. Mm. Conway Twitty's tight-fitting jeans describes everyone in one particular Huron County town. Say it with me, Matt. Kingsbridge. Kingsbridge. Carlo. I'm so lonesome I could cry. That's a classic. Oh, Carlo. Johnny Reed's Let's Go Higher, clearly about Bayfield. And Saltford, Garth Brooks' Friends in Low Places. They are low, aren't they? Yeah, I call them Lower Godrich. We were trying to come up with a song for Grand Bend, but there was just too many songs about drinking. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau spoke yesterday, and I think he came pretty close to channeling the global mood when it comes to the coronavirus. Yeah, I mean, it's the Prime Minister talking about the coronavirus for the 200th day, something like that. And when you're discussing it day after day, you're... You end up repeating yourself a little bit. You got to switch up the language. Yeah, and at first you're just trying to be as hopeful as possible and meaningful and we'll get through this. Words like together. Did that too, but he just told it like it was. We're in an unprecedented global pandemic that really sucks. (laughs) It's tough going through this second wave. This sucks. It really, really does. <laughs> oh, it sucks so bad. <laughs> he said it more than once. He just kept going back to it. Did I mention? This sucks. Did I, did I mention that yet? <laughs> yeah, you did. I think my deputy prime minister, Christia Freeland, would agree with me in saying that. This sucks. <laughs> I think we're in the anger phase now of the pandemic. We'll get to acceptance after anger. True. This sucks. So I had an experience yesterday. I almost died or injured myself at the least. I bought a French press on the Goddard Classifieds. Ooh, look at you fancy pants. Buying a French press on the marketplace. Paid through an e-transfer and they just left it on their porch. But it was wet yesterday. Walked up to grab the bag and on my way down the steps, flipped (laughs) down the stairs. The French press is going flying into the post. I'm so surprised it didn't break. I thought for sure, oh, it's broken. A little pain in my back today from the flip out on the porch. my back. I hurt my back buying the French press. But I blame you for this. Explain why. Because last week you were complaining that, oh, you should wash your French press better. You should take that home and give it a good washing. No, no, no. I didn't say wash your French press better. I said you should wash it, period. Rinse it out every morning, sometimes with soap, but times are tough here at Country (laughs) 104.9. We don't have dish soap right now. Been using regular soap. There's belt tightening going on everywhere. (laughs) We can't afford the dish soap. And then usually I take some paper towels, get all the coffee stains out. So to me, it's clean. But you were com- kept complaining like, oh, when are you going to clean that thing? Oh, it's so gross. I can't believe you drink that coffee. So then I took it home to put it in the dishwasher. And of course, it breaks in the dishwasher. And of course, it's my fault because I prompted you to take it home. Yes. Had I died on that porch, my last words would have been, Sue Fatty, <laughs> Sue Fatty. Natalie, my last words are, you love me, Matthew? No, Sue Fatty. He's got two GoPros. At least go for one of them. I want at least the old one and maybe one of the cats. <laughs> oh.
Then you passed away on a stranger's porch. So thanks for that. I just hope the people with the porch don't have a Nest camera and they're like uploading me to YouTube right now or TikTok. Send the video footage to fatty at country1049.ca. <laughs> Some big changes possibly coming to your local drive-thru. Yeah, Restaurant Brands International, they're the company that owns Tim Horton's Burger King Popeye's Chicken. They're going to be upgrading their drive-thrus in the coming months. Predictive selling technology. Oh, not this again. <laughs> so you got your little Timmy's card that has the points on it. You scan it as you drive through. It'll say, hey, you bought a biscuit last time. You want another biscuit, big guy? How about a biscuit? Oh. So I don't like this because let's say I go to a Burger King in a weak moment and order five Whoppers <laughs> just for me. I'm having a bad day. And then I go back to the Burger King and, oh, based on your previous history, do you want five Whoppers? And then you're reminded of that low moment and then you're tempted to do it again because it felt really good. That sounds like a you problem and not a Burger King problem. True. Fatty, I feel like you owe a few people an apology after ordering something really heavy through the post. Yeah, I've been trying to work out, but all the workout equipment's kind of sold out. Yeah. Managed to find a weighted vest online. I needed a 40-pound vest. Heaviest I could find in Huron County was 10. Special ordered this 40-pound vest, and I picked it up yesterday. Apologies to Sandy at the post office. Sandy's like, dude, what, like... What is in that thing? Weighted vest? Come on, man. Think of the postal workers. Well, see, I know Sandy, and I know that she recently went through knee surgery. Oh. So I'm just going to make you feel a little worse right now. She had to go to the back room, pull out this thing that weighs 40 pounds because you had to order that. Non-essential thing, really. 40 pounds? You could just, like, pick up a couple pumpkins and walk around and lose weight. You don't need a vest. <laughs> You're always looking for the thrift option. <laughs> Like you could just buy a couple pumpkins. What are these even for? So you shed more pounds in less amount of time? Is that sort of the deal? When you're doing squats or something, you can put it on. It's more weights. Get more gains. Yeah. You can wear it while you run, I guess. Yeah. Wishful thinking anyway. So shed some weight yeah. anyway. So my apologies to Sandy and to all the postal workers who had to carry that mammoth box. Well, I hope her good knee is still good after all this. <laughs> Probably not. Should be ashamed of yourself. Hopefully Canada Post offers benefits. <laughs> So Tim Hortons wants to upgrade their drive throughs Things like you pay at the kiosk where you order. So then you just drive up to the window, grab your food, you make your way out easy peasy. Genius. They want to do this at 10,000 Burger King and Tim Hortons locations across North America. It's fine, but Matt and I had some other maybe more reasonable things, easier things Tim Hortons could do to make the experience a little smoother. For example, bring back the best donuts, dude. What happened to Walnut Crunch and Cherry Crunch? Oh, Remember those ones? Long John Nanaimo bars. All the good stuff's gone. And dude, the best of all, bread bowls. <gasps> Kids, you may not remember, Tim Hortons used to serve you chili in a bread bowl and then you eat the bowl afterwards. Fantastic. Have a rule where you can't order a sandwich in the drive-thru too. And especially not for the entire office. You ever been behind one of those people? They got the slip of paper. They're reading the list from the work. <sighs> Fix the drive-thru line so the line doesn't go on to Highway 21 <laughs> when there's four cars in the line. Or at the very least, least through the parking lot. You Ooh. can't even get out of the parking lot sometimes. That was a rough one. Bring back the garbage can so I can keep my van clean already. That bummed right? everybody out. They got rid of the garbage <laughs> cans. You'd empty all your trash into it from the car. Even your household garbage sometimes. I think Tim Hortons could vastly improve their menu by selling items from McDonald's. I think a lot more people would be happy with that. Also, don't ask me if I'd like to purchase a brand muffin with my coffee. Nobody wants a brand muffin. 
Imagine being this guy. He showed up for a first date only to find out that that date brought 23 of her relatives along for the ride. This guy had agreed originally to pay for the first date with this young lady. So she brought 23 people because he agreed to pay for the first date. She wanted to test his loyalty to say, hey, let's see if this is really a man of his word. I'm going to bring 23 other people on this date. Let's see if he pays for them. You'll never guess what happened. He walked out. <laughs> like what? a completely reasonable person, he walked out and said, you're a psycho, I'm leaving. How is that a test of how generous this guy is? It seems like more of a test of how rich this guy is. Maybe. Because the family bought drinks. The bill was 2300 bucks. Uh, that actually sounds kind of cheap. And he said, well, my portion <laughs> is $17, so I'm going to pay that and leave. I would have just like paid my bit and then just given her the bill. But that it's great she did that, though, because he saw immediately what a crazy person she was. Yeah. And he... Dodged a bullet there, I think. I kind of had this, not quite this bad, but I, I asked a young lady on a date in college. Okay. And we had a nice meal. And when the bill came, I asked for two bills. And she suggested that, well, you know, you invited me out. So Ooh. I think it's kind of on you to pay. To which I said, as a feminist man, I believe you as a woman are strong enough, independent enough that you don't need a man. Oh. to pay for your damn Mai Tai. So cover your own bill, lady. Was there a second date? No. Oh. No, there was not a second date. Yeah, we never saw each other again, which is probably for the best. Okay. Because I believe in equality, Matthew. Yeah, right. I'm Ladies, sure. I don't think yeah. you need a man to pay for your drinks. That's just me, though. Maybe I'm just cheap. I don't know. Nabisco. The makers of Oreo cookies, they're making sure that the cookies survive the apocalypse. They've built an asteroid-proof bunker. It's close to where the seed bank is in Norway, where they preserve all the seeds of the world. Want to make sure that people after the apocalypse have Oreo cookies. There's an asteroid coming? Really close to Earth, November 2nd. That's next week. They don't expect it to hit Earth, but it could. So they rushed the project. Each cookie's wrapped in mylar which keeps it safe up to temperatures of minus 80 to 300 degrees Fahrenheit. So they're protected in this case. They also have milk there for future apocalyptic people. Won't the milk go bad? It's powdered milk. Oh, fair enough. You can mix it with snow so you can have <laughs> the milk and cookie experience. It's good to know obesity and diabetes will continue into the apocalypse. Seems like a lot of work, though, to send it up to Norway. To be fair, the Huron County Courthouse, that thing survived a tornado. That's y the place. You see the footage of the tornado that hit Goddard in 2012, demolished everything except the Huron County Courthouse. And you know what else survived? Colbert's Bakery. <laughs> so we've got to get some cream puffs in a vault in the courthouse. Just keep them there, wrap them in mylar. Yeah, we just solved the apocalypse world hunger. You're welcome, world. So you need to get toned, but you have no weights. Maybe you're still not ready to go back to the gym. Dude, you can't buy weights anywhere right now because we're all on lockdown. Weights are sold out everywhere. You but you know what you can buy is a pumpkin. They're everywhere. Bins of them at the store. Fields full of them. There's this new workout going around called the pumpkin workout. You use that pumpkin to replace the medicine ball. Push-ups on your firm pumpkin. Swing that pumpkin over and around your head to strengthen your core and muscles. You can do squats while holding your pumpkin. 
pumpkin to get that toned butt that you really want. And you can do the Russian twists, get those obliques in fine shape. There's a whole workout you can do with the pumpkin. Matt was actually doing the motions in <laughs> the studio here. I was imagining doing this, and I think this is a great idea. It's a budget gym. Do this. We could work out in the fields. Just find the local pumpkin patch and do some workouts there. An outdoor gym for you. Yeah, I mean, you could call them jack-o'-lanterns. Nicely right? done. Right? If you use the pumpkins for leg lifts, you can make some pumpkin thighs. Pumpkin spice pilates. Look at you. <laughs> I guess you put the pump in pumpkin, right? Nicely done. You'll be pumpkin iron. Halloween, more like Halloween. Find more pumpkin humor <laughs> weekdays, 5.30 to 9 on Country 104.9. I'm not done. Don't squash my fun yet. Ooh, oh. I'm giving you the crickets there. It's Jason Aldean. He's getting torn apart on social media after posting an Instagram photo of him and his family at Disney World. People are all of a sudden, like, commenting, WTF are the masks. <laughs> Everyone's required to wear them. Who do you think you are? I'll never buy your music ever again. People, people just jump into crap like that. Jason Aldean's like, chill out. They're in our pocket. We took them off for five seconds to take a photo with Mickey Mouse or whatever. You can kind of see one of his daughters has a mask in her yeah, hand. Yeah, and you can tell that they have the masks. They're following all the protocols. Even so, like, if you're going to complain about something, you should just complain that Disneyland's even open. That's the bigger issue here. I'm yeah. looking at your photos. I'm trying to see if you've done anything objectionable on your Instagram. Well, you're afraid to post anything because people make up a whole scenario that doesn't exist. Like there was that news this morning about our health minister. Our federal health minister, Patty Hajdu, was photographed at Pearson International Airport. And the rule if you're at the airport is you wear a mask. She was photographed Guess what? Not wearing a mask. Was she walking around or was she sitting at a table She or was something? sitting down. She claims she only takes off her mask when she's eating or having a drink. There was no food in the photograph, mind you. Like, it could have been beside her or just out of frame, but people love to get mad. Yeah. And I'm looking at your Instagram to see if there's any bad behavior. And the only... The only bad behavior I see is you use the black and white filter way too much, dude. Okay, no harm in that. Yeah, and, and like too, mu too many sepia tones. And you love selfies too, eh? Look at you. Hey. Got a selfie right here. You yeah. Next to your radio microphone, every radio jock does that in the first six months. You playing the keyboard, selfie, that you with your cute little hat. Well, Aww. I'm a handsome man. Why Aww. wouldn't I show that off? It's okay to take selfies. <laughs> we all turn 14. So remember those gay male African penguins? They're at a Dutch zoo. They made the headlines last year. Let me make sure I got this straight. Gay African penguins at a Dutch zoo. Am I, am yes. I good so far? They're Dutch gay male African penguins. Got it? Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. <laughs> uh, so last year they stole an egg from a heterosexual couple. Became very good parents. It was kind of the feel-good story of the year, other than, like, the other parents missing an egg. Technically kidnapping. Egg napping. It's maybe not as bad as kidnapping. Chick napping. It's just an egg. Fair enough. They're at it again this year, except they've stolen a lesbian penguin couple's nest. To be fair, it's very open-minded <laughs> of them to just steal from anybody, regardless of their <laughs> sexual orientation. It just goes to show sexuality isn't black and white. Ha uh -huh. yeah. To make a penguin joke. <laughs> NASA astronauts 
had to improvise in space. They had to install a power unit and they were having troubles. They didn't have a specific tool that they needed. You would think you would go to outer space prepared. It's not like you can just go out to the store. So they improvised. <laughs> Look at you telling people what they should do in outer space. It's like, seriously. As somebody who's never even come close to being <laughs> eligible to going to space, I think they should have done it the way I would do it. So in defense of me using a butter knife as a screwdriver, you make fun of me for this. They got a toothbrush and some other things kicking around the space station and they were able to make the repair using a toothbrush. A toothbrush. They improvise. Isn't that cool? Yeah, they had to install a camera on the Canadarm too and they used some duct tape. Clever. Even in space, duct tape. <laughs> you were able to jerry-rig something. Yeah, this is the worst jerry-rigging I've ever done. My shower was broken. I, I couldn't get the... Uh, the piece that turns. I don't even know what it's called. That's how much I don't know like about the, plumbing. Like the faucet. The, the, the faucet. The, no, the knob. So I had this old drum key, which is a thing you use to tune your drums. It was kicking around. And so I like just squeezed that into the metal as, as much as I could, twisted it in there, hoping that it would just stick and I could have a shower that morning. Oh, it's stuck. It's still there. And it remains there because the I can't get the faucet <laughs> gears out because I'd have to cut the pipe now at this point. And it's just something that's been going on for about five years. You said it rusted onto there. It rusted onto it now. There will be no removing it. So it's going to have to wait till we do our bathroom reno. Speaking of bathroom renos, we had the knob on our toilet here in the office break. Oh, yeah. And somebody was able to jerry-rig a toilet handle. They just tied excuse me, a rope to the inside of the toilet. So now instead of the knob, you push down. You have to pull a rope. You have to pull a rope. <laughs> but the rope is dipping inside the water in the toilet. So the rope is, is wet. So you're touching this damp rope as you pull on the toilet to flush it. Kids, don't get a job in radio. There's no money in it. No, it's great. Clearly. We, we, we love it here, management listening. We were talking about this display at a senior's residence and people were offended because they had the the typical thing you'd buy at like the dollar store, the the gravestone that says rest in peace. I guess it just hit a little close, close to home for some people. Not the seniors, the, <laughs> the families that had seniors in the home. Now, there was a home in Goderich that you had to ignore. You had to walk by it, take the kids around it because the decorations were too terrifying. It was terrifying. For the kids, uh, these people, they looks like they went out and they went to the Goodwill or something and bought up all the dolls they could possibly find or dolls that their kids had had. This is already creepy. Bloodied them up. Like they were all bloody and scarred <laughs> up. And then they would hang them from the rafters on their porch. Oh, no. And it was just like, no, it's just gross. That's not Halloween. <laughs> like, like, at some point, it's like, no, uh, dead babies. I think that's just going a little too far. That sounds awesome. <laughs> and so I was thinking. <laughs> and so messed up. The opposite version of this story of the rest in peace at the seniors home would be like the dead babies hanging at a daycare center. Oh, you know, it see, just, you took it too far. You took yeah, it too but far. But it would just be completely inappropriate. So I sort of get this from the opposite perspective <laughs> because 
No, not no dead babies, please. Do they still do it? And where can I see this house? They did it for several years. I'm not going to give away who it was because they're actually because it's a small town and you know these people. I know these people. They're actually friends, and I didn't have the heart to tell them too far. We have to skip your house every oh, year, yeah, because you're it's too scary. It doesn't terrify the kids; it terrifies me and my wife. And they're always like, "Oh, why didn't you stop by?" And I'm like, "Oh, I just because <laughs> of the bloody babies." <laughs> Because of the dead babies. What do you expect? Someone was going around Walmart's Tuesday night in the Kitchener-Waterloo area and setting the toilet paper section on fire. Hold on. Specifically Walmart's? Yes. Only Walmart locations? First call came into emergency services around 9.15. Firefighters went to the Walmart, put out the blaze. Then there's another call at 10 p.m. at another Walmart. Then 20 minutes after that, another Walmart. They were on some, like, burn-up Walmart tour. All <laughs> Good God. It's a new Garth Brooks tour. Burn up Walmart. Burn up Walmart tour. I'd be so embarrassed if this was my kid and you had to say like, oh, that was our son. The Walmart arsonist. Did you get the joke? That was our son. Our son. The best jokes are the ones where you have to point out, did you get the joke? Everyone else out there got it. Sure they did. You're not good with the dad jokes. No, I'm great with them. I just like good jokes. This is Walmart. I would expect it to be maybe even more bizarre than that. Like he takes a crap first and then lights the section on fire. Yeah, I can't can't imagine that's the weirdest thing that's (laughs) happened at Walmart in the big city. Comes in dressed entirely in toilet paper. Yeah. Nothing else, just toilet paper. Yeah, or there's toilet paper you know, hanging out the back of his pants or something while he's shopping. Which I don't even care as long as some of that toilet paper is covering his face. It's probably hard right now for drug smugglers to get marijuana into the U.S. because a lot of people would put it in their trunk in a car or something, pretend they're going on vacation there or something. Oh, won't somebody think of the drug smugglers? I know, but all they're letting in is trucks, which is why a thousand pounds of marijuana just seized in a garbage truck. person shows up as, yeah, I'm just transporting municipal trash. It was a trash truck and everything. And turns out 1,000 pounds of marijuana in the back. In trash bags. I was looking at the picture, but they, they made them way too neat. Have they never seen what trash bags actually look like? <laughs> There's leaks. It's gross. Sometimes you got to double bag it. Oh, yeah. There's too much cat litter. No, in it. there was none of that. It was too perfect. Maybe it was trash weed. Maybe there's too many leaves or something in it. Could be. It's like in Canada, this is considered trash. They have so much weed in Canada that, yeah, it's just going to the landfill officer. Yeah, he could have played that card. Sometimes the truth actually is the worst thing you can say. This happened to me and my brothers. We got invited to go sing at a church. And we were going to be the worship team for this conference they were doing for a week. What year is this? Oh, gosh. This goes way back. 80s? This could be 20 years ago or more. Okay. We show up. We got up really early that morning. Look really rough. None of us were shaved. We were planning on shaving and getting ready in a hotel room somewhere. So a bunch of unshaven, long-haired, smoking hussies. Didn't look like we belonged in a church at all. So as soon as we said, yeah, we're the band for the church. We're, go- we're going over there for a conference. Pull over. Where, where are you from? Belgrave? That sounds made up. Yeah. So you can't even tell the truth sometimes. It just sounds so suspicious. But they said, no, you got to go back over to Sarnia. We had to go to the police office and actually go so far as to prove we weren't criminals. (laughs) (laughs) That's how suspicious you looked. We had to pay for criminal records. 
None of us have had anything gone wrong in our life. That's how rough we looked, I guess. So it's important to dress nice. Maybe we should have had three-piece suits on. I don't know. You weren't wearing your Sunday best. Maybe we should have, like, had a Bible in our hands. I don't know. (laughs) What were we supposed to do to make them believe us? And this has also happened to you. You went over when you were going on that pizza trip. You were going six hours to get McDonald's pizza. And border security didn't believe us. Yeah, but and why would they? Yeah, we're going to drive to get some pizza. Pull over there, Pull sir. Pull over. Leave your phones in the car. We were tied up for an hour while they searched the car and looked into our backgrounds, but they were kind of nice about it. They were actually pretty cool. Fatty? That's not a real name. Fatty. Well, at one point while we were waiting, <laughs> I heard one of the border guys be like, I think they were on our website. I think they were on country1049.ca. And I heard him be like, Fatty Deedy. A couple minutes later, they're like, okay, here's your passports back. Enjoy your pizza. So they believed you were going to get pizza, They, but they wouldn't believe I was going to a church. What does that say? <laughs> the town of Espestos, Quebec, have finally decided on a less hazardous name. They're now going to be called <laughs> Val de Sources, Valley of the Springs. Isn't that nice? I love that. That's cute. Valley of the Springs. They have a lot of long names in Quebec. They were going to go with Toilacs, the three lakes. Dude, did you pass grade nine Toilacs? You don't pronounce Tra. the S. Toilac. 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 Toi. There we go. Toi. Not, to- not tro- uh, whatever. Toilac. We'll let the French teachers call in. Jeffrey was another option. That, w- that would have been shorted to Jeff. I live in Jeff. Not good options. <laughs> Wait, Jeff with a J or Jeff with a G-O? It's a J. Okay. A J, Jeff. And it got me thinking, we've got a funny town name around here, Dungannon. We, yeah, I know, I we, know we tease you, Dungannon. Yeah, we, we love the town, but it does have the word dung in it. Maybe we should get a little more poetic with that name, Valley of the Windmills. Oh, it rolls right off the it's, tongue. That's what, what's there. There's windmills everywhere. Sounds like a love novel, Valley of the Windmills. The Valley of the Windmills. I've joked before that Vinastra sounds like a herpes medication. It does. Like I had an outbreak. The doctor has me on Vinastra. Ask if Vinastra is right for you. It does. Yeah, you're right. This is a great mommy story. So there's this mom. She did something amazing. She and her family, they were out playing pickleball somewhere. You'd think it must be Godrich. Was this at the Godrich YMCA? <laughs> they play a lot of pickleball there. Oh, yes. They will love their pickleball here in Godrich. But no, this was uh, down in California. Noticed that there was a fence smashed into a duck nest. One of the eggs was unhatched but slightly cracked and the kids were like we can't let it die can we bring it home mom and no it has to die and so (laughs) mom's like oh we don't really have the money to buy like the proper lights and stuff to hatch it so i'll just keep it in my bra for 35 days and the breast sweat and the warmth of my body will keep it warm you just had to bring up the breast sweat yeah, well, maybe they need some moisture. I don't know. Never, I don't know why that's in the article, but it was there. I've and, never raised ducks. And I've never said those two words together. This duck hatches and becomes part of the family. What an incredible story this is. That's commitment. Keeping that thing in your undergarments for 35 days nonstop. I'd be afraid to sleep. I once helped out some babies snapping turtles in my undergarments. Didn't end too well. It was the cheapest I, vasectomy <laughs> ever, though. Yeah. I'm assuming there is a very high standard for bus drivers carrying such precious cargo. Our kids. I wouldn't say very high, just kind of high. You obviously wouldn't do stuff like 
this woman in upstate New York who drove drunk with the students on board, and she stopped at McDonald's for breakfast. Did she get the kids <laughs> breakfast? I don't think so. Oh, I thought she got the kids breakfast. She just got so, herself breakfast? Th- this isn't even funny. It's just so ridiculous. She stopped at McDonald's. She took two of the kids into the restaurant with her. There were six kids, so she left some kids on the bus. One of the students filmed her saying to these two kids, we're going to stop at the McDonald's quick. Don't tell anyone. Little did she know, she's being videoed saying that very thing. Like, you can't get away with anything. And you better not videotape me. The kids got phones. Shh, don't tell anybody. Ugh. So she's facing facing a bunch of charges. Yeah, she could go to prison for four years or so. Uh, I get it, though. It's wrong. What she did is wrong. <laughs> I'm not defending what she did, but, right. like... I've been on a school bus before, and those kids, they don't stop, dude. It's a tough job. They are relentless. School bus driver is a very tough job, so I, I, I get the drinking. Again, it's wrong, but I get it. But then also, like, you've been drunk, right? And... There's nothing you want more than some greasy McDonald's. McDonald's oh, yeah. my God. You just want like a burger. Are you sympathizing with this 20, woman? I, again, I'm not <laughs> defending her, but yes, I am sympathizing right. with her. I've been drunk. Ugh. I've been on a school bus. I've wanted McDonald's while drunk. I get it. But yeah, not while driving a school bus. It's wrong. Unacceptable. It's wrong, but we all understand. Now there's a bacon mask, the breathable bacon. They say, don't just eat bacon, inhale it. They just grab a bunch of bacon or wring it out into the mask. But that's not probably good to encourage people to like <sighs> breathe in the bacon. What yeah. if there's COVID particles on the fabric? Be getting close to you, smelling your mask. Oh, right. How can people resist getting close to you if you smell like bacon? This is true. When I smell bacon, I move toward that smell. The smell of the delicious bacon mixing with the terrible smell of your breath. This could ruin bacon for us because then you associate bacon with that kind of weird smell of the bacon and bad breath combining. I don't want anything to ruin. My relationship with bacon is a good one right now. You got to brush your teeth. I think that's the lesson we're learning here. Got a news release from Huron County OPP. Talked about how some cannabis plants were stolen from a home in Exeter. Police gave you tips for protecting your cannabis plants. (laughs) Protect your plants, folks. It boils down to if you can get a motion sensing light or a security camera, that helps. It also helps if you don't advertise your weed on Instagram. A lot of people growing weed and hey, it's legal now, but they're taking photos of it and posting it on Instagram and then anybody who might know where they live right, will go and take the plants Hashtag harvest time. Hashtag hash. I've, I've seen a bunch of these posts and you can tell a lot about people from their Instagram posts, especially if you're a criminal. Like I'm looking at your posts here right now. You're on, you're on my Insta? And I know that you got a sweet Honda that I could steal. Oh yeah, my 2012 Honda. Yeah. In the sexiest color too. Oh, it looked gray. And a nice bike and oh, it looks like there's a GoPro. Hey, hey, I have two GoPros. Yeah. For well, you criminals, if you're going to steal one, make sure you take the other. Take the bad one. So you got a couple nice guitars, nice keyboard in there. I can see you kayak. Oh, nice kitten too. That looks like a Nebelung. Those things are worth quite a bit of money, man. Hey, stop this. Stop this. You right got a nice, now. oh, you got a dog though. So that's a nice security system to have. That's another thing police always say. Don't post those vacation photos. They know you're not home, especially if you're 4,000 miles away and down uh, in Australia or something. And don't have those status <laughs> updates where you're like, finally leaving for vacation for six weeks. 
finally going to be robbed. So this is basically, that's some good advice, though. So police officers, thank you for helping us protect our cannabis. Thank you. So many companies are getting into the workcation business. What the hell is that? Well, we saw this earlier on in the pandemic where people were all of a sudden forced to work from home because their company building just wasn't opening. So people were actually renting interesting Airbnbs to go get away from maybe screaming kids or whatever. People were paying money to go work? Yeah, to get away from the distractions of home and set up office in other places. There's a theme park in Japan offering little cubicles that they've set up beside the pools, the rides. They have charging stations, little desks, and you can rent them daily, work from the amusement park. Okay, so one of the clear benefits, funnel cakes right on site. Oh, Get all that amazing fair food, the deep fried onions, all the terrible french fries and poutine, donuts. The drawback is You're working in a damn amusement park. How distracting is that? That Some of the rides are even functioning. You can work on the Ferris wheel. Oh, that sounds bad. (laughs) Drop your laptop. Yeah, man. This sounds pretty cool. Like, let's say Canada's Wonderland did this. They're just sitting there empty. You could set up by the mountain, have that waterfall in the distance. This would be wonderful. And here in Huron County, too, you could set up along the bluffs. People can look over Lake Huron. Would pay to do this. Maybe luck no music in the fields next year. Sets up some cubicles at the back. Just all throughout Graceland. There's no distractions there. Yeah. My brother used to do this. He used to go down to the beach in a van and sit there and work. He did this for a whole year. It's called being homeless. One thing we have a lot of here in Huron County is cows. And we love our cows. Every time I pass them in the car, I have to look at them and they look back at me. That's just the mirror, buddy. They're intrigued by us. Cows prefer, though, face-to-face chat as opposed to just sound through a loudspeaker. Are they on Zoom chats? What? Well, sometimes farmers leave on the radio thinking, well, the cows will be soothed by the sound of the radio. We've had farmers tell us this. They leave us on in the barn. Yeah. And the cows are listening to us all day. I hear tell that some dogs like to listen to us, too. Never hear from the people, but pets like to listen to us. Yeah. Stroked the animals while playing a recording. Stroked them while actually talking directly to them. And the cows were a lot happier when you were talking directly to them. Yeah, that's a sound of a happy cow. <laughs> Low notes, if they stretch out their necks. If their ears hang a bit, these are all signs that they're relaxed and happy. Like the live chat, they wouldn't enjoy the online dating. It's an important study. If we're playing in a cow barn right now, do you think cows like your voice better or mine? I you're, think they like a little bit of optimism. Yeah, you're kind of the sweet one. They probably like yeah, your voice more. They probably like me better. They're like sad voice makes fun of happy voice quite a bit. I mm. wish you would do that less. One thing we've seen during this pandemic is if there's a rule designed to keep people safe, there's also people who find a way around those rules. I'm looking at you people who don't put your mask around your nose. In Poland, to avoid coronavirus restrictions on gyms, they thought they found a clever way around it saying, well, we're not a gym, we're a shop allowing customers to test equipment for free. They also said, we're also a church offering religious meetings to promote healthy bodily care. Really? Do you pray to the all spotter? (laughs) People take the gym quite seriously. I guess it maybe is a church of sorts. I feel like my body is a temple and you have to pray daily. It's in the Bible. If people were criminally minded around here, they could have done some stuff like gateway casinos when it was closed. 
they could have just called themselves a retirement savings investment center. There you go. To get around the rules. Grandmas right? love going. Yeah. And the Goddard YMCA, when their public pool was closed, they just call it what it is to reopen it. You call it a public washroom. This story inspired me. There's this cup. It didn't inspire no, you. I feel inspired by this kid. You can't just have good feelings and say you felt inspired. You have to do something. No, you can be inspired by people's actions. Inspi- inspired means doesn't just mean fuzzy feelings. It means you're inspired to action. Well, I'll get to that. Fine. This 10-year-old kid spent 200 nights sleeping in his backyard. Why, you may ask? I didn't ask. Because he was honoring the dying wish of a cancer-stricken elderly neighbor. The neighbor, 74, gave him a tent and said, Hey, kid, go have an adventure. Well, probably did it in a British accent. Yeah, this happened in England. So the kid thought, well, yeah, I'm going to take this tent and I'm going to sleep in my backyard. So far, he's slept there 200 nights in his backyard and people heard about his story and they're raising money for the local hospice. $120,000 raised so far for the hospice. Him just sleeping in the tent. What? Okay, so the... He's doing, yeah, what every 10-year-old would love to do. It's not, is he sacrificing something here? Is that what you're questioning? Yeah, what's he actually doing? He's sleeping in the tent instead of the comfort of his own room. No, but he's sleeping in the backyard of his, it's not like he's roughing it for 200 days. Like he's, his mom's making him PB sandwiches, taking the crust off during the day. And then when he's done playing his Nintendo, surfing the web, he goes out and chills at night in the tent and just goes to sleep and then wakes up and goes back in the house. This kid's not doing anything. How is this kid inspiring? Well, I guess you're probably right. It would mean more if it was, say, someone my age sleeping in a tent. Or you, if he was where, sleeping, like, down where the homeless people sleep to raise awareness about, like, homeless issues and 10, mental health issues. But he's 10. I know, but he's sleeping in the backyard in a tent. So now he's trying to go for the entire year. He's raised the stakes. Wants to raise more money. Tell me how you're inspired by this. You want to sleep outdoors? I'm inspired by this maybe because I'm picturing myself sleeping outdoors and how much of a sacrifice that would be because if I slept out in a tent, I'd be out for two days after that. Oh, you're thinking about your back. Maybe. You got a bad back. Maybe it's my back speaking. Sleeping in the uh, sleeping bag. You'd be like, oof, my back. Better be raising a lot of money for this. Have you raised 120000 for your local hospice, Fatty? I mean, I sleep in a king-size bed every night, so maybe. Remember that woman in the UK who only dated ghosts and she finally found the ghost of her dreams and there was a wedding planned and everything. Her name is Amethyst Realm. Of course it was. We've talked about her before. Amethyst Realm. She's called off the wedding. Um, She says her boyfriend, Ray, the ghost, (laughs) fell in with a bad crowd, started boozing and partying while they were on vacation together. So he'd disappear for long periods of time And then he would bring his friends back to the hotel room and stuff. Other spirits. And they'd just hang around for days, she says. I guess maybe he was seeing another ghoul. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, she's broke it off. I guess you could say she's ghosted him. (laughs) What kind of beer does a ghost drink? What? A pale ale. Nice. What did the ghost drink at the wedding reception? What? A lot of spirits. Oh. What does a ghost use to age its whiskey? I don't know. A cask. 
<laughs> so I'm sad for this woman. She thought she found love. It was an Australian ghost she fell in love I with. I believe so, unless she had moved on to another ghost in the meantime. I don't know how many ghost breakups she's had, but yeah, it was an Aussie ghost originally she was going to marry. I mean, if she's looking for somebody white and emotionless, maybe she can find a nice guy in Huron County. We've all been there. You're supposed to be studying the coronavirus in a lab, but instead you fall in love with it. That's the plot of the new love novel, Kissing the Coronavirus. We're not making this up. That's a real book you can buy and read. Other alternate titles are COVID Barely 19. Yeah, or COVID-69, or <laughs> the wet market. Ooh. Do you have a clip from this book? So I have an excerpt, uh, and this is a part of the book where it describes the coronavirus, which at this point in the book is now in human form. One of the guys on the team injects himself with the vaccine, and then he turns into this hot, green-hued, muscular virus man hunk. <laughs> His strong brow, piercing blue eyes, supple lips... A wide jaw, like the trunk of a car. What? Bulky, thick shoulders. A flat stomach. A bulge in his trousers the size of a medium-length python. Legs and presumably feet. That is a real excerpt from this Presumably book. feet? Yeah. So this is some kind of virus man. How does she not know he doesn't have feet? I don't know. This is weird. <laughs> some of the reviews. Reader Udi says, what fresh hell did this come from? Reader Angie says, I literally cannot even. Reader Jasmine says, I wish I could get my brain washed so I could unread this. <laughs> and Reader Lulu says, without a doubt, the worst thing I've ever read. One guy was complaining <laughs> that there was curse words. Really? <laughs> the curse words are what you're complaining about? I can get over the virus in human form, but language, people. There's just a language. So check out Kissing the Coronavirus now at well, your local bookstore. And this is a nice story. A lot of people buying it just because it was a woman who was out of work and she thought, I'm going to do something to make money for my family. So don't buy it because it's good. Buy it because you're doing the right thing. Every now and then you see a headline that says something so obvious that you think, well, did the Beaverton write this? Study suggests more lakes fail to freeze over. It could harm ice fishing and skating. Get out of here. If there's not as much ice, people can't go ice fishing. Yeah, this was an actual study discovered that if there's less ice, there's less chance that you can ice fish. You heard it here first on Country 104.9. They're not wrong. Did they spend money on this study? It's sort of like saying, high lake levels decrease beach space. Headline, Tim Hortons coffee mediocre. It's like, yeah, dude, we knew that already. Headline, when there's no rain, there's a higher chance for drought. Headline, drunk 20-year-old arrested in Grand Bend. It's like, yeah, buddy, we well, knew this already. Well, duh. There's this guy that created a petition in Owen Sound, wants to keep the Blockbuster building that's there. There's still a whole storefront with the original signs, the nostalgia of it all. He thinks it should become a heritage site. So they want to turn this thing possibly into some kind of museum. <laughs> I would be all for this. One of the exhibits, you see a family arguing about which movie they want to rent. An exhibit where you wait around at the return section, hoping someone brings the movie you want back in. I would always call them and oh. be like, did anybody bring back... Kindergarten cop? The false hope. 
Another exhibit is the chocolate bars that cost $3. The Be Kind Rewind exhibit. Hours of educational fun where kids get to interact with a VCR as the parents laugh at them trying to figure it out. I broke the tape. Hours of fun. And of course, there's the driving simulation where you pretend to go return the movies, but you really go cry somewhere and grab smokes. And also, they don't let you leave until you pay your late fees. And it's like, $7? I had it for one day. That's if you get out. Escape room, where you recreate spending hours trying to get out with everyone agreeing on a movie. Sounds like torture, just like real blockbuster. Sitting at home, maybe on your favorite streaming service, you're thinking to yourself, there's just not enough Shakespeare. Not enough Shakespeare. Well, Stratford Festival, it's been hit so hard by this pandemic. There's something you can do to support them and get more Shakespeare. $10 a month, Stratford at Home, it's called. It's a new streaming service featuring many of the plays. You can watch online like The Tempest starring Christopher Plummer. Big actors, great productions. It's a good way to support local town. At the very least, the 10 bucks is cheaper than sleeping pills. Cheaper than your Ambien prescription. Tuesday was National Noodle Day. Did you know? Did you celebrate? Of course. So craft dinner, of course. There's noodles in that. They were asking people to go onto their webpage and put in addresses of people you love and with the hashtag send nudes, N-O-O-D-Z. A play on noodles. Yeah. Do people call noodles nudes? Nope. So it was a play on words. People didn't get it. They're like, you're sexualizing mac and cheese. (laughs) Kraft Dinner's like, no, it's like a kind of a joke. Send noodles, not nudes. It's the opposite of what you think. And then all those Karens on Twitter got on their high horses, complained that the send nudes campaign was a gateway to sending actual nudes. You can't even play on words anymore (laughs) on the internet. Poor Kraft Dinner had to issue an (laughs) apology saying, sorry you're so sensitive, Twitter people of the world. I have a better idea. Everyone loves a scavenger hunt. Put craft singles packages all around, hide them different places. And then the promotion can be a clickbaity thing like find singles in your area. You see that all the time, those ads for find local singles. Great idea, Grandpa. Isn't that great? (laughs) You you know how I feel bad for is you kind of reminded me, you know how you get those ads, you visit some websites. It's like, there's a sexy single one kilometer from your location. Yeah. Doesn't work in Huron County. (laughs) Because there's probably some farmers up in ACW who are like, I know everybody within one kilometer of my farm. Or they're like, I am the one kilometer. Most of them not single. All of them (laughs) certainly not sexy. I own the entire kilometer. (laughs) I own the square kilometer. (laughs) I am the only single. There's no singles. OPP, they're saying, please stop calling police when you see raccoons in the daytime. Myth that the raccoon might have rabies if it's around during the daytime hours. Right. So Lambton County OPP saying that's not necessarily true. They could be either collecting food or preparing for the winter, or maybe they just stayed up all night playing video games and now they're just awake. They're just hungry. It's like calling the police when your teenagers get into the fridge at 3 a.m. Why would you do that? You'd call them if they got up at a reasonable hour. Police saying call a private animal removal service. If you have an issue with a raccoon on your property, don't call police. But that costs money. (laughs) (laughs) I want the police to bring their tasers. I want the police to do it for free. No, they don't have a special animal patrol unit. The OPP doesn't stand for 
Ontario Paw Patrol. Like, they have all these cages in their cars. Like, they're going to come and deal with the animal. It's not really their job. But there's this worry that, like, <laughs> when something is wrong, you got to call the police, and that's not always the case. If you're up all night because the combines are plowing right now, yeah. you don't call the police. You just move out of Nile. If you hit a deer, though, on the road, that's a little different. That that's a little it. different. That involves animals, but it also involves your car. It also involves your butcher. I blew it yesterday. I overestimated the space in my van. One of those stowaway vans. So I thought, well, I've got lots of room. Look at you bragging about your 2015 Dodge Grand Caravan. Well, I felt so stupid because all our appliances, for some reason, all just chose to go all at once. So... We saw this deal on the classifieds for a fridge, stove, dishwasher, microwave, all in pretty good shape. And you figured you could put all of those things in your 2015 Dodge Grand Caravan. So we show up at the place and they're looking around like, is there a U-Haul or something showing up later? Yeah, you have a second van coming, right? There's a second vehicle, right? And I'm like, well, nope. no, I, I kind of <laughs> was counting on getting this all in my van. And then they asked you to check your vision, have your glasses <laughs> checked. It was so embarrassing in retrospect because we loaded the fridge and that took up the entire space. I don't know what we were thinking. Usually you'd get out a measuring tape, ask for measurements. You eyeballed it and you were wrong. I totally was off. I was a whole microwave dishwasher and stove off. So now I have to go back on the weekend to pick up the rest. No, Matthew. But I, I just I just can't get over the look on the couple's face. Like, are these people stupid? Is he, <laughs> is he joking? I was like, oh. are we on punked? Is Ashton Kutcher in the bushes? It was so embarrassing. Uh, anyways, if you're listening, couple, uh, thanks for being so generous and letting me take two trips. Because some people just wanted that stuff out of the garage yeah. now, you know? So I appreciate that. Take your money and your paperboy hat and leave our property. Appreciate you putting up with my stupidity. I was browsing the King Card and Swap and Sell yesterday, and there's this picture of a backhoe out in a field. Good backhoe? And I'm like, oh, backhoe for $4. And then I read the description of what the person was selling and somehow they had got the wrong margarine at the grocery store. And they're like, oh, I don't like the margarine with the olive oil in it or something like that. It's what? This, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what are they selling here? Because sometimes people put up the wrong photo. When you have to put a photo up, it won't let you go any further until you put a photo up. So maybe that's the only photo they had on their phone. <laughs> so people are all commenting like, where did you bury the margarine? Is it down in the ground somewhere? <laughs> like, what's going on here? So if you're looking for a backhoe, you might end up getting some margarine in King Garden. Yeah. I saw this a couple weeks ago. I think it was somebody selling wood in the Brussels area, just firewood. Yeah. And it was a photo of a salamander. I don't know if they found the salamander in the wood. Buy a cord of wood, get a free salamander. Free salamander with every cord of wood. Is that how you measure wood? It's a cord or something, right? Yeah, I think it's a cord of wood. Oh, yeah. Got that right. Look at you. I've never bought wood before, but you know how it's sold. So either way, backhoe and Kincardin, $4. Four bucks. Hell of a deal. So what lengths would you go to for free Wi-Fi? For one couple, 18 years of free Wi-Fi for calling their newborn child Twiffia. Internet company. They wanted to promote it. And this family said, hey, we'll name our kid Twiffia. It's the height of capitalism that they're willing to name a person I after a company in order to save a couple bucks. Besides, you have to deduct the cost of therapy into <laughs> that too. Growing up with that name. At least Bell and Roger 
our real names? Go clean your room, Lucknow District Co-op. <laughs> How many times do I have to tell you to take out the trash, East Link? Don't forget to feed our dog, Hyundai of Goderich. Are you up yet, Netflix? Don't forget to call Grandma Port Albert General Store. Coronavirus can't stop the Swiss from yodeling. <laughs> or can it? <laughs> I mean, that's like the Swiss giving up chocolate or cheese. They can't give up their entire way of life, which is why they went ahead with the Swiss yodeling concert, now called the Swiss yodeling super spreader concert. This yeah. was back in September. They had no cases. 600 people attended the yodeling event, and now there's thousands of cases in the area as a result. Proving once again, yodeling kills people. Oh, yodeling. I got kind of a soft spot for yodeling. It's nice. I can actually yodel myself a little bit. You don't have to do that, though. I won't do it. You don't have to do that. Is this how we finally get rid of yodel boy? <laughs> Link him to the coronavirus. <laughs> Pretty sure accordion playing, bagpipe playing also causes the corona to spread. Pretty sure. Pretty sure. Pretty, yeah, those bagpipes, yeah. they blow that air pretty hard. Yeah. Port Elgin Pumpkin Fest. Phil and Jane Hunt from Cameron, Ontario had the biggest pumpkin, 1,939 and a half pounds. Absolutely massive. Imagine that falling on you. That would sure put the squash in squash. Why do you imagine Ooh. a pumpkin falling on somebody? How does that happen? I don't know. That would be a great way to celebrate. You take the biggest pumpkin, you get a crane, you lift that bad boy up three stories and you just drop it and let it explode to high hell. Pumpkin boat races. Haul them out and have a boat race. We have Lake Huron here, dude. We could totally do this. Turn them into sleds in the wintertime to promote winter tourism here down the beach hill. It sounds like a delicious liability. Ultimatums usually never end up too well. And there's this one woman willing to risk it all, walked into a Target in a wedding gown with a fanny pack around her waist for some reason. <laughs> found her fiance working there and basically went up to him in the wedding dress. Oh yeah, she brought a pastor and a bridesmaid as well. Holy crap. And she says, you put this ring on my finger two years ago and it's time to do it or get out. Okay, so he had proposed two years ago. They hadn't gotten married. She was tired of waiting. She's so, sick of waiting. So she put on her wedding dress, <laughs> brought a pastor and a friend and confronted the guy at his job. Oh, and there's a crowd starting to gather, which makes it even more awkward. I'm just finally making him commit, you know? Like, we're getting married now or, like, it's over. Woo! Do it! Of course, onlookers are like, yeah, ruin your life, buddy! Well, people always think because they see this in the movies, you know, the guy running after the girl is about to get on a plane and then they risk it all and it usually ends well in the movies, but not in real life. No, in real life, it's creepy as hell. Yeah, and people watching are always like, yeah, do it, do it. This is exciting for me, but what about the guy stocking shelves with Halloween candy? He's really being put on the spot here. Oh, this guy's got a tough gig working retail during a pandemic. Crazy girlfriend walks in with a wedding dress. Poor sucker. I'm thinking it's over. They took it outside, actually. He said, can we go outside and talk about this? Yeah, and then he said, leave, never come back. You're nuts, crazy, cuckoo crazy. Please leave. Why are you still here? You're not welcome at Target. <laughs> 
virtual dating is on the rise. It's no surprise. Global pandemic going on. 60% say that they would rather have a first date virtual. Yeah, you don't have to smell somebody's bad breath. People claim they know within 30 seconds. Turn offs, bad body language. Like you're hunching in front of the screen. Bad Wi-Fi connection. Yeah, I get it. It just means they have a bad Wi-Fi connection. It means you can't afford a good router and you can't provide for me. Yeah, but how could that be a judge of your character? I don't think that's fair. You don't want to be checking your Instagram at their house and your feed doesn't refresh. This starts with a solid 15 gig up and down (laughs) connection. Never even get the chance to turn you off by eating loudly. Ooh. Yuck. Police in Knoxville, Tennessee, say a man caused almost 30000 in damage to a cemetery after he tried to resurrect his grandmother, dug up the grave, and uh, I guess he thought he could say a little prayer or do something to make her come back to life. Guess what? Didn't work? Didn't work. Oh, that's too bad. Oh. It's really holding out hope that this guy could do it. Maybe he wanted to resurrect her in time for Thanksgiving. Maybe she made a great pumpkin pie. Who knows what his reasons were? Or he just missed his grandma. I mean, I get it. I lost my grandma back in the spring. And, you know, it's tough. You missed her memory. She was a great cook. Right. I mean, she was also kind of racist. Oh. So, so I feel like I'd resurrect her and she'd immediately say something really unsavory. And I'd be like, ooh, resurrecting grandma was a bad idea. Right. And, yeah. pr- and probably the last conversation you had with your grandma was a nice one. Yeah. Might as well leave it on a high note. Nice memory to go out on. Yeah. You don't want to resurrect grandma and have her regurgitate some of that awful stuff she heard on the Lebanese propaganda channel. Grandmothers, that's why it's so important to pass on those recipes so some deranged grandkid doesn't dig you up later. Yeah, if you don't want to get dug up, you pass those recipes down. That's the lesson we're gleaning from this. We were talking about our grandparents and things that we miss about them. And you were saying that your grandma was a good cook. She was a little racist at times, but she could cook. (laughs) Oh, she racist and a good cook. Okay. Well, my grandma wasn't exactly a good cook. I'm remembering sitting down at her table now, and this is what she served. We would open a can of Libby's brown beans. She'd open that can right at the table, put a spoon in it, and we would spoon that onto our plates. Was it baked beans or just like straight up cold, no tomato sauce beans? You know, the ones that you put in your chili, the ones you buy in the store, and they were cold. She never heated them. She didn't wash them? Well, you don't have to wash those things. Yes, you do! Haven't you ever been camping? You eat those right out of the can. But you heat the can up first. I eat food when I camp. (laughs) I don't eat straight up beans covered in that gooey sodium stuff. So she would make hot dogs and then cut those in to the cold beans. That That would be a typical meal. Now, at what age, looking back, did you realize your grandma hated you? I didn't because there was always the light at the end of the tunnel. She was Grandma Cookie. And if you could get through that meal, you could have all the cookies you wanted. Apparently this grandma made a hell of a cookie. Oh, and she had a freezer full of them. As long as that light at the end of the tunnel was there, you would bear how bad the food was. She was punishing you to see which one of you was strongest. <laughs> and the strongest would get the cookies. The survivors get a cookie. Yeah. And grandma's love. But the mistake here is before she passed away, nobody got the cookie recipe. And it's just the saddest thing ever. Always pass down those good recipes. Temporary patios are finally allowed in Winnipeg. Aren't they a little late? We've had this going all summer here in Godrich. Huge success. But now in Winnipeg, they've decided that restaurateurs and bar owners can open temporary patios now. 
Just now, on September 13th. Yeah, what's the temperature there in Winnipeg? The high of balmy 13 degrees today in Winnipeg. Are you going to sit on a patio at 13 (laughs) degrees? It gets to minus 35 in Winnipeg. That is sunbathing weather in Winnipeg, sir, I'll have you know. And the mayor's sort of justifying the whole thing, saying, well, you know, in the summer, the beer gets warm pretty quick, but not in the winter here in Winnipeg. You can have a beer on the patio and that beer will be cold. So will you. That poor mayor (laughs) having to defend this decision publicly, being like, oh, I guess if the weather's cold, the beer will stay cold. Cold beer. So if you're in Winnipeg the next few days and you were, oh, gosh darn, I wish I could have a patio beer. Now you can. Remember in the before times going into the Thanksgiving weekend, you would always have some tips from the health department. Things like cook your turkey to a minimum internal temperature of 165 degrees. And this year, don't kill grandma. Last year's tips were cook your chicken properly. This year's tips is if you cough near grandma, she'll die. It makes you realize how things have changed this year. It's just so bizarre. And and you know, when we're all together, we always do this thing where we go around the table and say what we're thankful for. And there's always one smart aleck kid that says like, I'm thankful to be alive. And we all like, oh, something specific, Ethan. But this year, it's not all that far-fetched. Different kind of Thanksgiving. Hopefully you stay safe. So if you were watching the vice presidential debate last night, you would have noticed toward the end of the debate, there was a fly that landed on Mike Pence's head. And it (laughs) I think it was stuck there. It was, I think, over a minute, a minute, 10 seconds or something. I'm sure somebody has timed how long the fly managed to stay on his head. It was camping out. It was hunting for elk. It stayed there. He must have so much gel or something that he didn't even notice it. (laughs) He's talking away, trying to be all serious. Meanwhile, everyone at home is up at the TV thinking there's a fly on their TV. Tell me about this wedding you went to. There was a wedding I went to where a fly upstaged the whole thing as well. Flies can do this. Bride walks down the aisle, gets to the front, and this was an outdoor wedding. And all of a sudden, this whole swarm of flies just all landing on her behind one by one. (laughs) And she's probably wearing a white dress. Yeah, and she's probably thinking to herself like, okay, do I swat the flies? That's kind of weird since my back is facing the crowd. It's an awkward situation here. So I think one of the bridesmaids just started to like blow a fan in that direction, trying to clear off the flies. (laughs) People in the front row like, (sighs) oh, trying to blow the flies off. But it was all the buzz for the rest of the wedding. All the buzz. Did you see the flies? Oh, it was so embarrassing. Did you see the flies on the bride's butt? I felt bad. There were so many flies. I wanted to swat her butt. Even the photographs will have all these flies. Ooh. Flies upstage in the wedding. That's why you need a friend with Photoshop, man. So to all you future brides-to-be, electric fly swatter. Yeah, just install that right into the gown. There you go. One of those electric little fly zappers. Little zapper right in the gown. The office of California Governor Gavin Newsom, they released a bunch of tips for going out to eat to stay safe in the midst of this pandemic. And one of the things they're saying is when you're going out to eat, make sure you put your mask on in between bites. So your steak <laughs> arrives, you cut a piece off, and then you put your mask down and you put it in your mouth, yum, yum, yum. And okay. then mask back up, cut another piece of steak. Well, first you'd have to put your knife down. Then you have to put you your knife. A whole series of events has to go on here. Then you have to undo one of the sides of your mask. Probably both, or maybe one side. And you get your fork out, stick the steak in your mouth, and then you put the mask back on. You'll really get intimate with the food, wouldn't you? Your food's going to get cold by the time you're done it. 
Or will the mask keep the food warm? Ooh. Maybe they're onto something. Or maybe some kind of pneumatic tube. You can put the food in the top of it, suctions all the food right down into your face hole. Maybe restaurants could like hook you up to like IV or something, flavored, specially by the chef. That's not how flavor works. You just go in there and sit and they put something in your arm. Domino's Pizza just whips up a pizza, throws it in an IV bag, they hang it above your head. <laughs> the <laughs> IV pizza. goes down. <laughs> uh, it's all about the textures though, isn't it, food? I, I wish you could taste things through your veins. Oh, oh I wish. Oh, the lengths people will go to for a good punchline, for a good joke. There is this guy. He ventured out on a journey on his bike, traveled 69 miles a day for 36 days. Went from Pee Pee Creek, Washington State, all the way to Poo Poo Point in Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> Just so he could say, I went from Pee Pee Creek to Poo Poo Point. He said he passed along Shart's Road on the way. Oh, no. Said that was just a nice surprise. We could do something similar here. Bike from Dungannon to Balls Bridge. <laughs> <laughs> Balls Bridge. <laughs> Employees at an Oklahoma jail, they're in trouble, charged with misdemeanor counts of cruelty to prisoners after investigators found that they forced the inmates to listen to Baby Shark on repeat. Any parent who has a kid who listened to Baby Shark knows what a torture device this song is. This is a torture device. Baby Shark. It doesn't stop at baby shark. It goes on to mama shark and papa shark. And then there's a grandma shark. There's doot, a doot to do and a grandpa shark. Doot to do do do. And it just never ends. There's a stepdad shark who yep. he can't get the kids to love him, even though he's trying his best. There's all kinds of sharks. There's parole officer shark. It just go, runs the gamut of people in your life. It is just so annoying. I mean, I thought the Teletubbies theme song was annoying. That's what my son, he's 22 now. <laughs> he's still watching Teletubbies? <laughs> no, but he would listen to this on loop. Time for Teletubbies. Time so for annoying. Teletubbies. Oh. How long does the... Dinky winky, oh, winky, stop it. See? So you don't remember that one. That no. was torture. We had a listener earlier, uh, Jody, called up, and she said it was the Barney theme song, which drove her up the wall. Her kids are in her 20s now. But... Barney is a dinosaur from our imagination. <laughs> which is just the, the melody Wait. to Yankee Doodle. He was in their imagination? Yeah, here's a fever trip. It wasn't dude. real? The kids had COVID. They were tripping <laughs> out in bed. Do you have like, his... who's that purple dinosaur, Mommy? And he was a bad singer. Do you have any of him singing? Oh, uh, there's the... I love you. you it's... Love me. It's all in his nose. The joke, way up there. the joke growing up was he would eat. The, there was always different kids every week on the show, <laughs> and the joke was to sate Barney's appetite, he would eat the kids. Oh, is that why the kids came and went? I think the kids came and went because even they got sick of that song. They came down off their high and stopped seeing Barney. Mommy, it's torture. Don't make me go back into that TV studio again. <laughs> World's most expensive piece of ham has sold for $18,000 Canadian. Is this the whole pig? It's just a piece of Iberian ham. Iberian ham? Is this from Game of Thrones? Are you making this up? A very specific unaltered genetic pool. It's raised freely in the mountains. Normally, these pieces of ham go for $1,800. Okay? Oh, is that, is that it? Just $1,800? Normally. But this 
particular piece, $18,000. This buyer had some very specific things the farmer had to do. The pig had to be at least two years old, had to have been grazing in the mountains of Sierra Mayer, nowhere else, for at least 100 days. Then the animal had to gain at least 100 kilos during that time they spend grazing with a diet of only acorns and herbs. This pig's got a better life than me. It's hanging out in the mountains. So the herbs all get inside the meat, maybe? Finally, they had to cure it for five years. You'd be waiting five years for your order. So this is a seven-year piece of meat because it's got to hang out for... It's got to be two years old, hanging out for 100 days, and then it's got to cure for uh, five years? Yeah, and then it sells for 18000 bucks. That doesn't even seem worth it. It's not even an annual income. Well, I'd have to have like 400 of these pigs to make it worth it. And I bet if you set this side by side at a buffet, you got the Iberian ham worth a lot of money and a big bowl of bacon. I bet more people would take the bacon. No, I'll take the bacon any day. You know what I'm talking about? Three bucks a pack. I'll take a hamburger over a steak any day. Hamburgers are consistent. There's something to be said yeah. about hamburgers and hot dogs. They're consistent. You know what you're getting with a hot dog. Steak can be good. Steak can be great. Steak can also be bad. Hot dog, always good. You know what you're getting. These are the most dangerous celebrities to search online in 2020. McAfee, the security software company, they release this list every year. So if you Google these celebrities, you might get some malware or some viruses, potentially. Number one is Anna Kendrick. Oh, Anna Kendrick from so, uh, the Pitch Perfect movies. Yeah, but like, I don't know, not a has-been, but like I haven't seen her in much lately, have you? I'm surprised that she'd be at the top is what I'm saying. I haven't seen you in much lately. Stop criticizing Anna Kendrick. Well, I'm just saying. Sean Diddy Combs is number two. Yeah. Like, well, what is this from 1995? All the greatest stars of 2002 are <laughs> giving you viruses. Followed by Blake Lively. Those are the top three. Well, I know Anna Kendrick's been working on movies because I follow her on Instagram. Blake Lively. Uh, I don't follow her, but I follow Ryan Reynolds. She's married to Ryan Reynolds. She's still working. True. Sean P. Diddy Combs. He's actually the counter manager at the new McDonald's in Wingham. So they're all working right now. Okay. Okay, well, that's good. The Country 104.9 Mornings with Matt and Fatty Podcast.